Let the earth now rejoice. All the nations of the earth now rejoice. All the people of God sing His praise. All the people of God sing His praise. Everything that has breath shall for joy. Everything that has breath shall for joy. Is everything that is beautiful belongs to you.
on, lift up your hands in this place this morning. Let's just give Him love and honor and sing it out. Sing a whole Come on, City Church, sing it. You are excellent. churchy at the end it gets a little churchy is that okay a little gospel can we kind of infuse a little bit more gospel and you you may not be uh, aware of this song but when we get to the end it'll, you'll catch on all right but the bible says that his name is wonderful counselor mighty god the and the prince of peace that's who he is aren't you glad today that the name jesus encompasses everything that we need he is our peace he is our joy. He's our healing. Come on. He's the everlasting Father. His love endures forever. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. He's our comforter. We can go to Him with anything and everything. Hallelujah. A moment in time when heaven was silent. wonder and life, the Lord of all the King of creation, was born on earth this holy night, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill to man, Emmanuel, Jesus Christ is born, yeah, yeah, yeah. King of kings, the risen lamb, Jesus Christ, the great I am, was born to us today. He was born to us today. And in his hand is a power to change us. Yeah. 
City Church to our Christmas Sunday morning service. We are so honored that you're with us today. Hey, uh, we're going to take just a moment here. Okay, this is what we're going to do right now. Uh, you're just going to go ahead and greet one another because that's what you're supposed to do. That's what they inform me. So I want you to shake hands, uh, greet, turn, turn around right where you're at this morning, tell three or four people you're welcome. If you're here for the very first time, the second time, the third time, or it's been a long, long time since you've been to City Church, we just want to extend a great big City Church welcome to you. But if you're here for the very first time, we want you to know that you're our VIP. Everyone knows what VIP stands for? A very important person. And we want to just say welcome to City Church family this morning. The way we get connected at City Church is through what we call a connect card. It's a little card just like this. So you can just, there's a card right in front of you. And uh, could you just go ahead and pull that card out? Come on, I just don't see everybody. you got to do it. you got to humor me. We're not going to move on until you pull the card out. So come on, just wave the card at me. I want to see cards. I'm over here, I don't see cards yet. Come on, all right. There we go. This is what happens here. You're a first time, second time, third time guest. 
check off the appropriate box, fill out the information. There are some things that are happening as we're going towards the new year that I want to make you aware of. One is December 24th, which is just two days away, is Christmas Eve, and we have a one-hour candlelight service. It's a candlelight communion, Christmas carols. It's uh, just an awesome time to bring your family as you ring in the Christmas day, and uh, we would encourage you to be part of that. And then the church office is going to be closed from December 25th until January 1st, and um, but we're going to have church on the 29th, so don't miss the 29th. It's be a great day. Pastor Glenn, our own Pastor Glenn, will be preaching that morning. And it's going to be a great, great, great Sunday. And then January begins a brand new year. Amen? 2014. How many of you excited for 2014? All right. Amen? New year, new beginnings. And uh, we're going to kick off our 2014 with a 21-day Daniel fast. Uh, there should be some information made available to you today if you've never taken it, never been on a Daniel fast. But it's basically the new way we get to fast in the church today. And we get to do vegetables and water. We're going to do that. We're praying specifically as a church family in the coming year for God's clear direction for us. And we would encourage you to participate in that. And that you can go on our website and get more information about the Daniel Fast. But uh, this morning, I just want you to know you're just awesome. And you look beautiful. Wonderful. So check out this video. You can see what's happening here at City Church. Hello, everyone, and welcome to City Church. I'm Kelly, your next step tour guide for the day. Please make yourself at home and help yourself to some light refreshments at the hospitality table. Bathrooms are located in the back of the main entrance of the auditorium, and wheelchair-accessible bathrooms are located right outside City Kids Church. Please feel free to speak with anyone wearing a City Church name tag if you have any questions. As I tell you about our upcoming announcements in just a moment, please refer to the blue connection card in the seat pocket in front of you. If you're a first, second, or third time guest today, welcome. We ask that you please take a moment and fill out the blue connection card with as much information as you feel comfortable with. You and your family are invited to join us for a candlelight communion service on Christmas Eve. Service times are 5 and 6.30 p.m. All are welcome as we observe Advent and celebrate our Savior's birth. To learn more about City Church and our events and ministries, visit us online at orlandocitychurch.com or check out our bulletin. Until we meet again, have a blessed week. Amen. Let's all stand and let's just worship the Lord this morning. Aren't you glad you can come to a place like City Church and just worship together and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? There's no one higher, no one greater than our God. Amen. God, God, none can compare. Who is like our God? He will rescue us when we call His name. He will rescue us, and we will bless Your name. Oh, Lord. 
Hey, good morning, everyone. Uh, my daughters are giving me this look of horror. No, I'm not going to sing. So, uh, This morning, we're going to continue to celebrate Advent, a Christmas tradition we do each year to remind us of Christ's return. The first week of Advent, we lit the candle of hope. The second week, we lit the candle of peace. Last week, we lit the candle of joy. And this week, we light the candle of love. 1 John 4, 7 through 10. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Now that, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Today we light the candle of love to remind us of the burning love that God has for each and every one of us. His love is one that never dies, never tires of pursuing us, and never gives up on us. We're reminded that since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. We love because he first loved us. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for loving us and filling our hearts with hope as we look to you. This morning we rejoice in the hope we have found in your love. May we share this hope to those who have no, no hope, and we thank you that we have found our hope in you, Christ our King. Amen. Please join us as we sing. Thanks. Amen. Can we just sing together some Christmas songs? I love this time of year because we get to sing some of the most beautiful songs that's ever been written. Just sing along with us. Merry Christmas, everybody.
It's just a beautiful holiday, and there's no greater place to be than right in church for the holidays. Anybody believe that today? We have so much to celebrate, so much to be thankful for. I know we come out of Thanksgiving and we're thankful, but we ought to learn how to be grateful every single day of the year. Find something to be grateful for. Sometimes it's easy to say, well, never, nobody's done nothing for me in a long time. You kind of get frustrated. Anybody ever felt that way? Nobody gives me anything. Nobody does anything for me. Let's be real. Every once in a while we have those feelings. 
But whenever that tries to creep on me, I, I, I sit there and I think, wait, the sun came up this morning and my heart was still beating. And my family's still intact. And I've still got food on my table. And I'm still part of a country and a world where we are the wealthiest people on the planet. And we've got a lot to be thankful for. And when I just begin to be thankful, guess what happens? It just begins to produce more thankfulness. When we give, we just begin to find more to give. When we become people who are generous. You know, I've been given the awesome honor and privilege today to take the offering. And I go to a lot of churches. My husband and I, we travel. And there are churches that, man, when you mention offering, they start clapping and shouting and celebrating. Is City Church one of those places? Because when you get a revelation of tithing and giving and what it means to be a giver, when you realize that nothing that you give God goes unnoticed, and not only does it go unnoticed, it always comes back, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. We serve a God who's a generous God. He, he gave, we're celebrating the reason for this season is that God gave His Son as a baby. The greatest gift of all He gave to us. And now God's asking us to be generous. My husband and I have been traveling for many, many years. And over the years, whenever we've had a financial need, a problem, an issue where we didn't know how we were going to stretch, every time we knew, live by principle. Don't go by what you see. Live by principle. And we are principled givers. We know that sometimes the only way out of debt is not to get yourself out, is to give yourself out. And when you're giving and you're planting a seed, God begins to give it back to you. Anybody ever experienced that? When you plant, when you give, it just opens the windows of heaven and pours out blessing. I'm not, I'm not worried about offending people by taking an offering. And, and you shouldn't be offended because it's not about what we can get from you. It's about what God wants to do for you and what He wants to do through you. When we just change our mindset, oh, you know the church, here we go again, they want to take our money. No, listen, Target's not going to ask for your money. They're going to expect it. You get something in return. But you don't hear about giving any other time except when you come to church. Because the church, it lives on the foundation of giving. It's giving. It's living a generous life. When we begin to learn how to live that generous life, it's not about that moment when someone says the right thing and we say, well, you know, let me see what I've got in my purse. Let me dig out what I've got in my wallet. Let me see what I've got left over. But it's when we determine, you know, Today I'm going to be not only a generous giver, but I'm going to automate the important. Have you ever heard that phrase? Automate the important. Make what's important automatic. Make it an automatic response. Worship and offering are literally the same thing. The offering is not an interruption to the worship service. It's a flow. It's a part of the worship. It's a part of our response to God saying, God, I want to demonstrate not only with my singing and my, and my worship, but I want to demonstrate with my giving that you have given to me and I worship you with my giving. I worship you with my offering and my tithe. You know, the end of year giving is very critical for a church. It's very, very critical. And I know there'll be other services, but this is a service to give a significant gift. Give significantly. Some of you have written a check. You need to write another one. Some of you have dug in your pocket and found a 20. You need to dig deeper and find another one. 
Sometimes we're so worried about the other person, a sister-in-law, a parent, a mother, about what we give them. Better make sure it's good. They'll, go, they'll be mad at me all year. You know, how about you just say, I gave in the offering today on your behalf. You're not getting a gift this year because I gave in the offering on your behalf. I want to see our church grow and develop. Who's going to be mad at that? If they are, they'll, they'll pretend like they're not. But we need to give. There's people in this room, and God is asking. There's, listen. And again, I'm not intimidated to ask because I know that in the lean times, in the times when we weren't sure what to do, when we would write a $1,000 check, it's amazing what God can do. When we trust Him and we say, God, we're not going to just talk about it, sing about it. We're going to live this. Why? Because we want to see the church and the kingdom of God flourish. I don't want to see the church have to close. Not City Church. Of course, they're strong. But I don't want to have to see churches not live out the, the, the life that God has for them and the, and the vision that God has for them because of a financial issue. I believe that God wants to wipe out all debt. He wants to wipe it out, and He wants to use us to make that happen. And City Church is thriving. I'm going to tell you, we brought our kids here. Our kids, this is our daughter, Nicole Minizzi. Our daughter, Danielle Minizzi. Our son, Nathan, he's here somewhere. They're all a part of the worship team. Our husband and I travel full-time. We've been married 26 years, and God has blessed us. And we teach our kids to give. We teach our kids to live a generous life. Live generously. So it's not the moment that someone has to beg you for it. You say, I've come prepared to give. I live a life of generosity. Oh, I know already what I've, what I've come to give. When, when the three kings came... To see baby Jesus, they didn't say, oh, we got to stop at 7-Eleven because I forgot to get a present. No, they came prepared. And they brought their best gifts to the baby Jesus. If you look back through Scripture, you'll find that Isaiah, Abraham, they understood giving. Not just giving spontaneously, but automated giving. Giving on purpose. Giving with a purpose. We're asking God to do things purposely and significant in our, our lives. And God is saying, I'm asking you to do the same. Give purposefully today. Give something significant. Maybe you can give $1,000. That would be a blessing. This church can grow and do the things that God's called them to do. Greater things. Maybe you can give $500, $1,000, whatever, 100 Give something significant. God's going to bless you. Do you believe that? Anybody believe that? The Bible says, behold, I'm doing a new thing, and now it springs forth. Another translation says it's happening right now. The new thing I'm doing is happening now. Get in on it. Get in on it. Our family's giving significantly today. We believe in City Church. We're grateful for what it's done for our family. Our kids are plugged in here. And that's something you can't buy. That's something you can't beg for. You just are grateful that God made it happen. This is a great church. My kids wouldn't go here if it weren't. And they serve. I'm telling you, stretch, be generous today, and watch what God does. Amen? Amen. I want you to just, let's just pray. Father, I thank you for every giver. I thank you for the generous spirit that's in this room. I thank you for those who stretch every week and they give. And today, God, they're even going further with you because they trust you. We trust you with our finances. We trust you with our lives, with our future. And we know that whatever we give is multiplied and it's coming back. Nowhere else can we give and it multiplies and comes back to us but when we give it into the kingdom. 
It's multiplying. God, right now, this seed, this offering is coming back in greater measure on every wave, the Bible says. So we plant, we sow, and we give generously. And we thank you for the multiplied harvest that's coming back into this house. And we just declare today that City Church, Father, you're just providing in tremendous ways for financially, for financial breakthrough in the name of Jesus. And when our church is blessed, our city is blessed, your people are blessed. And we give you the praise and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. While the offering is being taken, can you sing along with us? A few more Christmas carols. Are y'all feeling okay today? Anybody feeling good? You want to feel better when you come to church. You don't want to feel the same or worse when you leave. You want to feel better. So let's sing together. Can we do that? Once you've given, you can stand. And let's sing that beautiful song, Oh Come, All You Faithful. How many of you know that one? You sound like a choir this morning. You sound great.
Hallelujah. Let's sing that again. Sing. Oh, come let us adore. Oh, come let us Let's worship him today. worthy. He's holy. He's awesome. For He alone is worthy. And for He alone is worthy. For He together.
has come. You may be seated. Our theme for the morning is God is love. This morning we lit the candle of love. We've walked to the candle of peace. We've walked to the candle of hope and the candle of faith. And This morning we light the candle of love. One of the most powerful, powerful revelations you can ever experience in your life is to know that God is love. I, I, I don't know how to even hardly express this uh, other than as a young follower of Christ, as a young believer. I, I knew that God loved me, but I really didn't know that God loved me. I, I knew it in my head. I had experienced His grace. I'd been forgiven. And one day I was driving down the road. I could still, still picture the road in my mind. I was driving down the road. And back in the 90s, there used to be a song, the Christian song on the radio, that said, even if you were the only one, he would have still sent his only son. And something happened. I heard that song before, but something happened in that moment. I, I said, God, is that really true? God, is it really true that you would have sent your only son just for me? And I heard in my spirit, I heard God say, yes, I love you. John the Revelator, we, we, we read those verses just a few moments ago as the Santos lit the candle of love this morning. But I want to reiterate, I want you to just see a phrase here. It's in verse number 8. It says, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. God is love. It's his very nature. It's his very essence. He, uh, you can't have God without love. Love is God and God is love. It is who He is. Everything He does in our, in our life is because He loves. Everything He does. Everything He does. The gifts that He brings. The discipline that He administers. Everything that He does, He does as a perfect God who loves you perfectly. So I don't know about you, but I always felt like I had to try to please my Father. I always had to try to work to get His attention and to get His love. It's just not that way with our Heavenly Father. He just loves you because He loves you. I want you to hear this next verse here. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live. Everyone say, we might live. Everyone say, I might live. I might live through Him. I might live. See, you can't really live until you know His love. I mean, you're just existing in life, i got to tell you. If you don't know the love of God, if it isn't working and operating in your life, you're just existing. As a matter of fact, the most miserable people in the world are people who don't know that God really lives in them. He really lives in them. And He really loves them. You see, the Gospel writer of John says it like this, God so loved the world. See, God loves the world. Uh, Pope Francis this week tweeted, I, I don't normally quote the Pope, but it was just so beautiful. He said, he said God's love is not generic. It's not a generic kind of love. It's a specific, it's a intentional, it's love that's inexpressible in human terms and language. But, but if we were to read Paul's description of how we are to love one another, it's just a microcosm of how God loves. I mean, love for us should not be, we should not hold grudges, we should not be rude, we should not be patient. I mean, people that love don't do those things. How much more does our Heavenly Father love us. It actually says that love 
is patient. Love is patient. Love is patient. God is patient with you. God is patient with you. We mess up. We fall short. There's no one here worthy of the love of God. It doesn't work like that. He simply gives us love. God loves the world. Pope Francis said that he calls every person by name. I just happen to believe that God does do that. Not everyone responds to his love. Not everyone responds to his calling. But I believe that God calls every person by name. He knows your name. He knows your name today. Because God not only loves the world, but God loves you. God loves you. Paul the Apostle said in Romans chapter 5, he says it like this. God did not demonstrate his own love for us. God demonstrates his own love for us. In this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While you were still a sinner, God sent his son. That's how much he loves you. To be the atoning sacrifice. To pay the price. To pay the penalty for your sin. Come on, he paid a debt he did not owe. He was sinless. He was perfect. He paid a debt he did not owe. And I owe a debt I could never pay. <laughs> I, I do. So do you. That's the love of God for you. His love is amazing. But here's the greatest revelation. God loves me. God loves me. I know I'm really happy he loves you, but I got to tell you today, I'm really happy he loves me. I mean, I know me. Oh. <laughs> my wife loves me. My kids love me. But I got to tell you, God loves me. The Lord said to Jeremiah, I love this verse. It says, long ago, the Lord said to Eugene, I've loved you, my son, with an everlasting love. With an unfailing love, I've drawn you to myself. That's called grace. God drew you. God's drawn you this morning to his love and to his grace and to his forgiveness. Do you know his love today? Take just a moment before we close our eyes right now. Martha and the team are going to come back in just a moment. We're going to finish out in worship. Do you really know that God loves you today? Do you really know that? Do you really know? I don't mean in your head. Yeah, you know God loves the world. If you've been in church any time, you've heard that. Do you know deep inside your heart that He really loves you? And He accepts you right where you are today? That you don't have to try to please Him. You don't have to try to, to work to get His attention. He just loves you. He loves you. You're the apple of His eye. Do you really know that today? Maybe you're like me. You had a lot of hurts from your relationship with your father. And that whole concept of God as your father was skewed. And it's hard for you to receive his love today. Maybe that's you. Maybe, I mean, that was happening in my life today. A lot of issues from my relationship with my dad. I want you to give a perfect heavenly father who loves you just for who you are. He made you beautiful. He made you. He made you. He made you. And his love wants to complete you today. You're here this morning, and you really don't know. Maybe, I mean, you've said a prayer. I'm not talking about saying a prayer, and you've prayed a prayer. But, I mean, maybe you're even a believer here today, and you really don't know the love of the Father. You don't know that He really loves you. I mean, maybe you walked in this place today, and, and you don't know God. I don't know. You don't really know. You don't really know Him. You're here today. You don't really know that God loves you. I want to pray for you this morning. Could you just lift your hand right in this room? Come on. Anyone in this room today? Anyone just want to, anyone want me to pray for you today? Come on. Amen, amen. Father, we thank you this morning for the amazing love that you demonstrated to us. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you, being the exact representation of the Father, exact representation in every way you demonstrated that act of love for me, I want to say thanks. Thank you this Christmas season that we can experience the love of the Father. It's an everlasting love. It's perfect in every way. And I pray that, Lord, that love would fill this room and fill every heart today. God, that if there be a person that's here today that really doesn't know that you love them, God, that love that brings change, that that love that brings wholeness, that love that brings forgiveness, I pray that this Christmas season they'll truly experience the love of Christ. I ask this, Jesus, in your name.